of the future. Almost human. Almost perfect. Almost under control. GR-13, ceasefire, ceasefire. We're going after them. But the future has a bad attitude. From the studio that brought you Terminator 2 and Total Recall, Universal Soldier. See it at a theater near you. What's up, everybody? I'm Nolan. Stacy Glover. Melanie Daniels. And you're listening to Cinema Parlor. You know, hope everybody's doing well out there. Why has Cinema Parlor been absent these last number of weeks? It's been really stressful, just to be plain and simple about it. Super stressful, a lot of work stuff. I think we've all had a little sometimes, bit of personal... Sometimes little, you need breaks in life. Yeah, so... But the real... A big part of this is I wanted to go ahead and take the off time that we had to go upgrade all of our equipment. So we have new mics, we have a new mixer, we have sound effects. It's a whole new world in Cinema Parlor. Cinema Parlor 2.0. It looks sexy, really, you know? It is. It's really nice. I don't know if it's just we're simple creatures and these colors are pleasing, but it's nice. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. So I'm super excited. Absolutely. On today's show, we're going to be covering a certain Dolph Lundgren John claude Van Damme classic. But beforehand, Melanie, what are we drinking for today's episode? French 75, because Jean-Claude Van Damme speaks French. Beautiful. He's from Belgium, but it's close enough. You know, <laughs> they border. Yeah. Uh, so what you do with this. So these are pretty strong, I will tell Sweet. you. Uh, French 75, it's one, half, one and one half ounces gin, Dry gin, preferably. Half an ounce of fresh lemon juice. I did a little bit more on all these proportions, just to be honest. I like the citrus to pull through, and I Mm. wanted it a little bit sweeter. Hopefully, it's nice and refreshing. Yeah. So I did about uh, a full ounce of lemon juice and a full ounce. Well, no, it was about half ounce simple syrup. And the simple syrup I made is a lemon honey. Honey and lemon and water and then a little bit of sugar, you boil it down, put it in a glass container. It'll stay in the refrigerator for about a month if it's sealed tight. Mm -hmm. So super handy. You can put it in baking everything. I've talked about this a billion times. But so you want to do about half ounce of simple syrup and then three to four ounces chilled champagne. That's what it is. It's a French 75. Let's try these. I believe uh, this drink got its genesis from uh, World War One. Yes. Correct. Yes. Howitzers. Damn. It's so good. It is very tasty. This I've is, already been sipping on it. It's so, so good. It's not too sweet, but it's that that lemon citrus. Uh, the, if you want to do a virgin cocktail, the best thing you could probably sublime. do is take like a nice tonic water and then lemon juice and then mix with a simple syrup, whatever your choice is. Just mix it really good. Serve it over some crushed ice. That would still be amazing. As uh, Well, for someone who loves champagne, um, that, that was... Oh, yeah. And Nolan, I got your favorite kind of champagne. The Andre? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. <laughs> the champagne gives the beverage a nice light flightiness to it. Absolutely. A sophistication. Mm-hmm. Yes, because yeah. it's French. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not it's not actual champagne. I don't think Andre hails from the <laughs> <laughs> No comment. <laughs> Since we haven't done one of these in a while, uh let's let's do a little bit of what we've been up to. Stacy, what have you been up to, man? Well, I have recently played through the Resident Evil 4 remake. It's excellent. One of the best games of the year. Did the so you don't have to cuz I'm <clears throat> I'm sure you'll talk about it more later on closer to Halloween, but did they 
Is everything intact from the original game, or did they change a lot? Do you like the changes if there are any? They made some changes. It's closer in line to the original game than the remake of 2 and 3 are. Like the changes uh, that they did with the story, set pieces and stuff, I, I think that they... It, it reminded me a lot of the first Resident Evil remake, where it's so similar that you kind of get, get lulled into this comfort because it's like, oh, I know what's coming up. And then the game changes something on you. I will say this game is scary. It's it's a scary version of Resident Evil 4. Nice. I think the original is much more, is a stressful game, but it's not really scary. It's, it's more action-based. Yes. Yeah. I love video games. I think this is going to be a phenomenal year for video games. We've already had some great releases. Nolan, I know you've been playing that Hogwarts game. That, oh, yeah. Uh, people have been liking. Which it looks cool. That it game looks look cool. really cool, really it, fun. It, uh, it, it, it's a solid game, yeah. for sure. We it got looks, a new so. Zelda coming out. Mm. They did a uh, remaster of Metroid Prime that's supposed to be like just a modern update of one of the best games ever made. We got a lot of good shit coming out. Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Diablo 4. Boulder's Gate. I think we get a new Tekken, a new Mortal Kombat, a new Street Fighter. I love Starfield. Every, it happens with film too, with any media, but mm-hmm. you just have a really good year of like, oh, I'm going to buy everything. I'm going to see everything. And I, I think that movies so far, there's been some exciting things oh, yeah, for, yeah. for new movies. Um, I've had a, I've had a fun year at the theater so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely feels like the most like pre-COVID year. Mm-hmm. with releases sure. like there's so much stuff to get excited about yeah mm-hmm. it's just that. fun to be to be back at the movies and playing new games it's really fun mm-hmm. hell yeah uh i uh look forward to playing resident evil 4 at some point this remake as well so i have i was a big uh, three stooges fan as a kid and i have recently decided to kind of relive some of those moments so i've been watching some of their shorts i uh, mostly, well, a couple from the 30s and a couple from the 40s. Uh, and those are a lot of fun. Um, I got the DVD box sets, but you can find them on YouTube because um, they're public domain. Yeah, I so, think they're on Tubi. I yeah. think they're easily, highly available. Yeah. So in my opinion, uh, their, their comedy is just like, for me, one of the funniest that just slapstick physical humor is what I grew up on and I love it. So anyway, I've been watching those and then I've also watched a, a couple Jean-Claude Van Damme movies recently because I knew we were going to be doing this episode. And also I, for some reason just wanted to like catch up with a lot of his action movies from like the eighties and nineties that I haven't seen. Well, and this isn't to rip you, but is this one of the first episodes you've done research for? It might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It usually didn't happen. So I, I mean, that. you know, <laughs> <laughs> I did watch uh, 1989's uh, Kickboxer, which I found to be pretty dreadful. It's so boring. Yeah, it, it uh, was not very good. Um, it, it feels like they tried to run back the success of Bloodsport. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not a well-made film. Yeah, pretty pretty poor. There's some like cool things. Yeah. There's cool moments, but there's, it's boring. Uh, we were talking off screen, but there's a, there's a scene that's like this weird club or bar and there's a dance scene that happens and involving Jean-Claude doing the splits quite a bit and you know don't get me wrong I love his body but you know it's just it's a wild scene that's all I can say oh Nolan you've 
I'm sure we'll talk about it more here in a bit, but you sh- you need to watch Time Cop. I believe that's the film where he, to evade maybe some electric mm. electricity that's yeah. happening on some uh. tile floor with wires okay. and water, he has to do splits on a countertop. Oh, man. And mm-hmm. it's, uh-huh. it's... I think it's his <laughs> most famous splits. I think so. Maybe I mean maybe Bloodsport because I you got like, the Johnny Cage move that came out of that. I feel like, like with it's Bloodsport, but I think. But Time Cop, I remember seeing like the, those splits quite a bit, you know, for the promos of that film. Yeah, I, I gotta say, in uh, I believe it was uh, Kickboxer, and when he's getting trained beforehand, is that the one where they tie him up? That's sure, right. It is. Yes. Yep. And, and like they torture porn. His, yeah. His his uh, his sensei is he. he he just keeps getting those legs further and further apart till he can learn how to do that splits, you know? So anyway, yeah. Kickboxer, uh, crazy movie. And then the other one I'll just mention real quick is I watched one, uh, the other night, uh, this one from 1986 called no retreat, no surrender directed by Corey Ewan. And, uh, I got to say it wasn't very good either. Um, (laughs) which bummed me out because I, I love Corey, but, this was um, this this just very cheesy. Is uh, he a big part of it, um, Jean Claude? Jean Claude, he's only so it it was one of his first movies that he did. I don't think it was his very first one, but it was one of his first couple that he has a part in, and he's only in it for like fifteen minutes. But he's like deemed as this really awful bad dude, and he's in the first like five minutes of the movie. He disappears for the rest of it until the final battle, which is about ten to fifteen minutes long. I have seen it, but I don't <clears throat> remember it. I have a question. Yes. Okay, so in the the theming of these movies, is it more of a karate kid ripoff where it's like younger people <laughs> this or one, is it older like a like a rocky type of ripoff? This one I just watched, definitely karate kid ripoff. Okay, so <laughs> this kid's kids. a teenager. Now he's a little older, but he's a teenager, you know. I remember so the movie that I was thinking of when you mm-hmm. first we're talking about only the strong. Okay. The yep. Capoeira. Yeah. Um, that's oh, one you film. Only yep. the strong. Yes. Yeah. I know this. Uh, yeah. It's not good. That's great. <laughs> no, it's really weird. So, uh, the the last thing I'll say about um, Capoeira. <laughs> I so one no. of one of my first nights ever smoking weed, I watched that film. Oh man! Like we, it was a house party and who who put that on. So the guy who <laughs> uh, 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 the the guy who whose house we'd go to, uh, he would do all the the stage stuff. And please cut the name of the school out. Um, <laughs> anyways, he he did the stage stuff like, um, and he was a big martial arts dude. So he did like like capoeira. He did muay thai, and I I want to say he was like a black belt in like was it aikido or whatever. Whatever the, you know, the manipulating, like, the body. Yeah. Okay. I, which, I know what I, I'm doing motions. That no one can that see no except one us. Can see, yes. But, it's... yeah. Uh, anyways, so, <laughs> I we we all went in a tent and, like, grilled some chicken and just, like, smoked. I, and was, no. And that movie was on. Pause. We went outside into a tent. Yeah. Grilled some chicken. Yeah. <laughs> was this an all dudes day? No. <laughs> no. There Hang was on. like wait, I forgot to take all of his toys away. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> One moment. I'm so sorry. Goblin. What? No, no, wait. Don't just wait a second. I want to hear it at least. <laughs> Hang on. 
this stuff to us? That's on me. It's been a long time. I didn't put it up. <laughs> but it comes. Yeah, so all these parties were uh, co-ed parties. Uh, so this is an old-style farmhouse, mm. and it was kind of famous for having... There were a couple of just, like, these huge, just old tacky chandeliers, mm. and there would just be bras nice. hanging from them. So it's a classy joint. Classy joint. Only the strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that a lot. I'm not going to lie. I know you do. I just, the idea that you guys went, was there a hot plate? How are you grilling chicken out there? I don't remember. I've passed out many times in that house. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a fun time. Sorry, Nolan. No problem. The last, the, the last thing I'm just going to say about no, <laughs> no retreat, no surrender, is that it is a Bruce Lee exploitation film. And our teenager in the movie, I'm not going to remember his name, so I apologize, and I'm not going to look it up, but uh, <laughs> he has a, a number of, of bad losses here. So he, he gets beat up by John Claude Van Damme at the beginning of the film. Then he gets beat up by some just really strange um, bullies. Anyway, and then, so he's having a bad time. He goes... His family has moved to Seattle, so he he goes to Bruce Lee's gravesite, and he prays to Bruce Lee and asks him, "Can't you just make me into a good martial arts fighter?" Fighter. Mm -hmm. And so the next day, Bruce Lee abides, and the ghost of Bruce Lee comes to this kid, and he helps train him, and then he eventually defeats his nemesis. Isn't it a kickboxing movie? Yes, I believe that the. Young boy you're speaking of, his name is Kurt McKinney. That's right. Absolutely. Character or actor? Actor. Actor his, Kurt his, McKinney. His real life name is Kurt McKinney. Yes, strong name. Yeah. I went a little long on that, but, you know, it, it, it was a bad movie. So anyway. I think it was more my fault than yours. No? In my fault. In Gobbs. It wasn't you. All, all of it involved. Mm -hmm. All right. Melanie, what about you? What what have you been up to? Uh, So I've been reading some Angela Carter books in preparation. I'm going to go on the pink smoke again. So Sweet. we're covering an Angela Carter book. So I've been doing a little bit of research for that recently. And I will probably talk about the new D&D movie that came out whenever we have our guest on for the next episode. Okay. So I don't want to get into that too much. But I've been playing The Outer Worlds, hmm. which is kind of, it's the team that did Fallout New Vegas. Hmm. Uh, what what company is that? Obsidian. Obsidian, yeah. And it's really fun. It's cool. It's a pretty tight game. It's not too long, open world, but the characters... Actually, there's one character in particular. There's a young lesbian woman named mm. Pravati, and my whole goal in the game is just to make her happy. Nice. So she's trying to get with this other engineer lady who's mm -hmm. like... They're both engineers. They're really into grease and like pumping and oh, like yeah. metal, and she's adorable and so sweet. And I just want her to be happy for the rest of her life. And that's been my goal lately is helping. I don't, I don't like the way you said, oh, yeah, about Pavardi. <laughs> she's a she's a sweet angel. She, she's I a like sweetheart. the grease and car talk. I just don't, Okay, don't, can I just say something? I, I did set him up for that. That wasn't you. You know, this can be cut out if it needs to. That, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, I've seen a gay pornography. Just hit the censor button. <laughs> 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 By the great auteur Wakefield Poole. And there's a scene in this porn where a young man has gone to a car and he's just touching it and what does this it. have to do with anything <laughs> and then eventually he's touching the car he's touching the car yeah. he's just 
Then he starts feeling kind of sexual towards it. Yeah. Eventually, he does get naked and starts putting his penis in holes and around the car. And there's a lot of lube involved. I was just, these are the things I was thinking of when you talked about. Can I tell you now what I'm thinking of Mm -hmm. now that you've talked about that? Yeah. There's an episode of My Strange Addiction where a man Mm. lies underneath his car. It's a red, I don't know what style. I just remember it was a red car that Mm kind of looked like a mom's car, whatever. Yeah. And he would just lay under it and kiss like where the license plate is, you just kiss it and talk to it. It was very, so that happened too. Yeah, that's but great. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Pravati, I recommend The Outer Worlds. It's so good. It's really, it's a nice little game. It's nothing amazing, but it's fun enough and the character writing's pretty good. I think they just re-released that game on the Series S and the PS5 so you can play it at 4K. It is a little what I'm playing is not laggy, but it's not, it's not as sharp mm-hmm. as some, it, you go from like a new release of resident evil four to th- that. It's kind of, it doesn't look as clean. It's still good, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing reading. And again, work, a lot of work mm-hmm. stuff. I think we've all been kind of feeling that it's draining our lives, mm-hmm. but we're not going to let it. That's right. All right. Well, uh, so that's what we've been up to. Uh, now, let's uh, get into the film for the day. Are we ready? We're ready. 1992's Universal Soldier, directed by the, uh, I don't know what the right noun would be, just a director, Roland Emmerich. What, what do you, wait a minute, what were you going for? I don't know. I was, Hold on. Do you like Roland Emmerich? No, I was trying to be snarky. And it, trying to be snarky. It didn't, I, I like some of his stuff. He's got it. I will say from here, he's got a good run. He he does Stargate after this. Into the and then Gate. Independence Day. He's got a weird career though. Godzilla, not very good. It's a weird career. Kind of goes down the from thing there. is, is like I, I was shocked. I did not remember that he did The Patriot. Oh yeah. I did I don't like, know why I just didn't think I, it was him. I don't think he's a good director, but I can be very entertained during his movies. I'll just say that. That's fair. That's fair enough. All right. You hate Independence Day? You hate- I, I am not. A, I will say I'm not a big Independence you Day fan. You hate Stargate? I've only seen Stargate once, and that was a, I think it was a long time ago. Stargate's fun. I have no opinion it's, on it's it good. at this moment. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. Uh, Universal Soldier. This is from Letterboxd. The future has a bad attitude. An American soldier who has who had been killed during the Vietnam War is revived 25 years later. By the military as a semi-android, Unisouls, a high-tech soldier of the future. After the failure of the initiative to erase all of the soldier's memories, he begins to experience flashbacks that are forcing him to recall his past. So, cast, obviously, Jean-Claude Van Damme as Luke. I think it's like Luke Devereaux, something like that. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren, Hungerin for Lundgren. Played by, uh, or uh, is played. <laughs> Were you going to say Dolph Lundgren played by Dolph, Dolph Lundgren? Lundgren? By Dolph Lundgren? His character name is Andrew Scott. He's just known as Sarge in the film, he though. Is. Yeah. And I don't think Jean-Claude is actually called Luke till the very end, I feel. But I like, don't think they say a name until, mm-hmm. he, like, she yeah. says Luke whenever he's heard. Yeah. Yeah. We have Veronica, and she is... Uh, Ali Walker. Allie Walker. Yeah. And uh, I think she's uh, cute. Yes, yeah, she is. She is. And, you know, I don't 
we were trying to figure out her face because she looked familiar. Her face. <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to, to figure, figure out, out her, her face. face? <laughs> I think that who was is, a journey you went on who alone. Is we? Well, Melanie, I feel like we were talking during the movie and we were like, this person looks familiar. We didn't. I thought we did. We didn't. I was stoned. I still am, but I, I thought that's. I like that though. No, I, I said, uh, I did ask you because I knew you would pull up the letterbox stuff. I had asked you is, is that Ali Walker? And you said, yes, it is. That was our conversation. We did have a conversation to be fair. Uh, (laughs) I feel like that's enough people. Do I need to name anybody else? Everyone else that you'd see is just for a second. Really? No, not really other, any other big players here. So initial thoughts on the film, Stacy for a RoboCop Terminator ripoff. This is pretty solid for a Jean-Claude Van Damme vehicle. This is pretty solid. I think that there's some good set pieces. I think the Dolph is phenomenal in the film. I think that he should have got more opportunities to do stuff like this because he really shows some character. Well, not even just that. I feel like more opportunities in general. I agree with that for mm-hmm. sure. And I, I just think that Jean-Claude movies, like, I, I think that they're serviceable. Most mm-hmm. of the time, you don't really find that many stinkers. Yeah. Yeah, but also there aren't that many, there aren't that many great Jean-Claude Van Damme films. Like, no, there's a probably handful. just the one. I mean, there's a couple that I really like, but Hard Target is probably the best one. Yes. For my money. Which we've already covered on the show. Yeah. Just go back and listen. <laughs> I enjoyed myself watching this movie. I thought it was a fun time. So is this your first watch? First time seeing this movie. Yep. John Claude and um, Lundgren are both really good. They play well off of, of uh, off each other. Their fight scenes are really well done. Well shot. I kind of ripped on Emmerich a second ago, but actually this movie isn't very badly directed. No, I, th- uh, I think it's pretty. There's yeah, some cool set pieces solid. and the way it's mm-hmm. shot. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, some of the comedy is hit or miss and it's a bit strange thrown in there just as far as like kind of how the film structured, but I enjoyed myself and I had a fun time. And, uh, when you can say that, I think that's a positive. I do like this movie. I, I think it's, it's middling. It's fine. Sure. I don't, I don't know that it might make my top five, maybe my top 10. I don't know for Jean-Claude films. It's okay. It's, I feel like it just needs like, and I honestly, I don't even have an idea of what it is. I don't know if like there needs to be some other element to like elevate it a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't know. Maybe if the comedy was better, yeah. just if it had like one really solid action segment, sure. because it's like, it's fine. There's moments like Jean-Claude gets kicks out. Right. Dolph looks amazing. There's not anything that I'm just like, oh, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Although I will say some of the violence is pretty, like it is pretty chunky. You think that we need the, it is a 90s action film. We needed a love scene. No. Just thrown in there out of nowhere. No, I'm okay with the. Need five minutes I'm, of just some. some. No, I'm okay with the commando style. Like, and the also hard target style where they just like, they had a, a love in. scene and they were like, nah. <laughs> it's just awkward. I don't know. No. Yeah. I, I don't know what this film needs, but it's okay. It's fine. I like it. I do think Dolph is legitimately really yeah. good. It, it is like, it's one of those just like two and a half to three star, just like 
it's good time. Nothing yeah. like insane or anything. But it is weird to yeah. me that this, which it shouldn't be, because these type of films do this all the time. But the fact that it sparked a franchise is really bizarre. It's pretty wild. So yeah. let's talk about that for just a second. Yeah. This movie made bank off a twenty-three million dollar budget, ninety-five million dollars. Mm. It's shocking to me that they didn't try to follow this up with a sequel quicker. This movie is kind of like the Godzilla Millennium series as far (laughs) as like the structure of the sequels. You mean the franchise? Yeah. Yes. So in the Millennium series for Godzilla films, each film is its own thing, but they are all sequels to the original Godzilla. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) in this, you timeline one. Yes. You have the original film and then you have... Universal Soldier 2, Brothers in Arms. It's a 1998 made-for-TV movie with Gary Busey. Hell yeah. And then... (laughs) The Buse was loose. Uh uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Then you have, in the same year, also made-for-TV, Universal Soldier 3, Unfinished Business, um, with Burt Reynolds. Oh, shit. And they recast uh, Jean-Claude, obviously. Have to, Um, yeah. For for those roles. So that's timeline one. Timeline two, the very next year after these TV movies, they make a theatrical sequel that's going to launch the movie career of one Bill Goldberg. The undefeated champion. 1999? That is 1999's Universal Soldier, The Return, which features uh, the wonderful Megadeth song, Crush. No. Crush. Feel those riffs. Please play that song. I will not. Uh, This movie failed. (laughs) It was a box office bomb. Jean-Claude movies were not released in theater after this film for a long, long time. Damn. It kind of killed his career for a little bit. How can something fail with Bill Goldberg? (laughs) He is box office. Not true. Whatever. (laughs) Maybe the movie didn't release in Saudi Arabia. Hmm. That's for... uh, WWE fans out there. And then the third, and from my understanding, the best and most worthwhile timeline, you have the direct-to-video sequels, uh, Universal Soldier Regeneration, and then the sequel to that, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. Uh, Both of those films were actually pretty well regarded. Directed by Peter Himes. Himes? How do you say his name? Yes, I've heard good. Th- I, I want to see them both. I d- yeah, Same. I really wanted to watch them before we did this, but just didn't have time. Yep. But I I mean, everyone loves that Scott Adkins one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, kind of an interesting series. I'm going to go through the whole thing. That's, that's the one, one of the main reasons I suggested this as uh, a movie to do for this episode is like, I want to go through all these movies. So, well, yeah, I told you, I was like, <laughs> Nolan, we're back. We need something yep. fun, light, just to break in the new equipment. And you're like, I got it. I yep. know exactly what we need to do. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into the movie real quick, I want to talk just a little bit as well about Jean-Claude Van Damme. I know we've talked about him a little bit before, but the, you know, I've, I've watched a few more of his movies since last time we talked, and I just think he's a fascinating presence on screen. Uh, one thing that has fascinated me is like, he was this big action star, but he does, and I don't mean this derogatory, he, he has a lot of femininity about oh, yeah. his persona Absolutely. and about how not only his body moves, but just some of his actions on screen. And that's just really fascinated me, fascinated me the more I've, I've watched him. 
and he kind of holds himself like a dancer. It does in like yeah, a, in an sure. athletic way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I again, I like it. It's just something oh, yeah, I've yeah. taken note of, and I just was curious if you guys had any thoughts about that at all. I think that he's a badass, and I think he has the confidence to carry himself that way and to put himself in scenes that show him in a different light than your typical. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, no. it, it seems like he has an awareness. I mean, obviously, so they they did that movie JCVD where mm-hmm. it's about a fictionalized version of him mm-hmm. and his persona. So he has an awareness of himself, which is something that is sorely missing from like Steven Seagal in his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Seagal thinks that he's a badass. And he Jean Claude is a badass. Yeah, I think that it's that it's a big dick energy from mm-hmm. Jean Claude where he. Yeah, it's like he's so masculine that he doesn't care to display mm-hmm. feminine at all. Yeah, it, it makes it really to where the machismo doesn't actually come out as much. I do love that. And I part of that's just European men. Yeah. I feel like they are able to dip into that because I think Dolph kind of, in a totally different way, he can do that too. Yeah, And mm-hmm. I think Arnold can do that too because Arnold just doesn't care. Yeah. It's a confidence thing. For sure. So anyway, I, I just wanted to talk about him for a second because... Um, he's someone that I'd watched a little bit when I was younger, but, and I never really respected him or thought much about him, but the what? more I've watched of him, I'm kind of drawn to him as an actor. So star. what films had you seen? Because, but I know before we did hard target, you watched cyborg and yeah. was there another one? So cyborg and then blood sport. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd seen that one too. Which I love blood sport. That's yeah. a fun one. Did we cover that on the show? No, I want to. We, yeah. I we think were supposed we were to, to so. because I read that the Frank. Yeah. So maybe that's we'll what, get into okay. It. So maybe we maybe I was thinking we did Blood Sport too because maybe we, we haven't talked about Dolph. I guess. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. So you mean? Oh, I guess or John Claude, but yeah. we have talked about Hard, hard Target. Target. So we yes. have talked about him. Yeah. So this whole spiel was for nothing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, we were gonna cover Blood Sport though. You're correct, yes. and then we ended up doing <laughs> Hard Target because it. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the other side of the coin for this film, Dolph. Yeah, I think that. He is phenomenal in this film. He he has a presence. He is funny. Like him acting psychotic. He's kind of riffing on like the John Rambo stuff from the first uh, first blood. Very much so, yeah. And it looks like he's just having a hell of a time just devouring the scenery. And I feel like he didn't get that many opportunities to do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And I think that he should have gotten more chances to do this perform as much as I love the movie, his performance in Universal Soldier is much more interesting than him as He Man. Oh yeah, like yeah. I love He Man, but Which we he, will... they don't give him that much to do. He's just hey, be he's he's kind of a Ken doll. Like he's just an action yeah, figure just, in that. Just film. be hot, be and hot, swing a sword around. Yeah, and he actually has range. I mean, if you watch Creed two, you know he's really good in Creed two as if on Drago. It kind of gives some like pathos great in Rocky to that 4. character. I he know. is. Like, I, I truly do. And I he, think he's doing things intentionally, and it's smart. And, and if you watch the recut of Rocky Four, which I think we talked about we did, yeah. um, when we covered Rocky Four, a lot of his good scenes ended up on the cutting floor, um, and Stallone edited him back into the movie. Mm-hmm. And he, he's got some very good moments in that movie. Him beneath the stage. Oh, it's so it's good. It's so good. Another cool thing about Dolph is... He's never he never seems to be afraid to be the number two in a movie. No, there's so many movies with Dolph where he's 
either the bad guy or the second guy, the like rival the, the, in some the way. partner. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you see him in like Showdown Little Tokyo giving Brandon Lee the rub. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool because a lot of these guys, you know, for their action films, they're they're facing off against non-impressive foes. Uh, like Steven Seagal, how many times have we seen him like beat the fuck out of a middle-aged man? Because how many times has he gone up against Tommy with the knives? Only yeah, once. I mean, th- that's entertaining. It is good. Yeah, but it, I I feel like um, a lot of these action heroes have a um, a sidekick or a uh, a villain problem. Dolph's a great villain, like in general. I I really like watching him on screen. And uh, when talking about like having having it equal, one of my favorite early shots of the of Universal Soldier, which we'll get to in a second. But you guys remember when like they're laying like side by side when they're cyborgs, him and uh, Dolph and, and mm-hmm. John Claude, mm-hmm. and they're sitting there and like Dolph actually has like more abs than uh, oh he's than cut John Claude. No, that's it. Dolph uh-huh. is like he does. I said like he's like a GI Joe. Like he's mm-hmm. like. Every his abs go to his armpits. The obliques yeah. are out of control. Huh. Yeah. So that that shot there is just like, oh yeah, this guy is gonna be an issue. And for again, you. he's got like what six inches on him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dolph's like six five, six six. Yeah, he's and John a big Claude's guy. five ten. Yeah. So I, I guess like to frame it, we've covered this on the show before. Commando. As much as we love that movie and how silly Bennett is. Oh, don't even. Bennett is not an impressive villain. He's not, but. If it's Arnold versus Dolph, that's a fucking movie. It is, yeah. No, I agree, but I love. And how many. You I just get gotta more... say, Bennett, you're my guy. We've got to. Yes. Can I ask something of both of you? Because you've already covered it. It was before I was on the show. Can we redo Cobra and Commando at some point? No, yeah, I mean, I don't with me not. on it, you know. Yeah, why I would appreciate we? it because I love it so much. Commando so, is is a great movie. We can it, break down that good. sex scene again. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> with with Commando, I I think that's it's a good example. It's of what an you're example, talking about. Yeah. yeah, of like Bennett is kind of just He's a paunchy middle aged white dude, dude wearing like chainmail. Yeah. yeah, and he wants dick. Almost certain, yes. Just God bless Dolph. That's all. Yeah. I do like that confidence. And he is so, he's so good in this. And he does weird, subtle things. But it almost seems like he did things that kind of he found humorous just to himself. The way he turns around whenever he, and we'll get to this, but whenever he's like, I'm all ears. Mm -hmm. And like the war rig thing, Mm -hmm. the medical station that bus that moves around. And he's just like, the way he smiles and just holds it, it's mm-hmm. psychotic and funny. Mm-hmm. It just feels like he he was really having fun with it. Yeah, I think so too. And it's entertaining to watch. So yep. I, as much as this is a Jean Claude film, Dolph, mm-hmm. it's a Dolph steals the show for me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, are we ready to get into it? Yeah. So Universal Soldier, uh, here we go. Uh, we start out in uh, Vietnam, nineteen sixty nine. Uh, death, we are surrounded by it. Just like dead bodies all over. Um, we uh, meet John Claude Van Damme's character right off the bat here. And soon after, we meet Dolph's character, uh, aka Sarge. And it seems like he has uh, basically kind of lost it. They wouldn't listen. The village was cleared. These people are innocent. 
Grow fucking traitors. You turn around, they stab you in the back. Sarge. My tour is up. I just want to go home. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Just like the others. You just want to leave. Like none of this shit ever happened. It happened! And it doesn't just go away. You just can't walk away, do you hear me? Do you hear me? And he has a necklace made of ears. Mm-hmm. And Stacy, do you want to uh, talk about any of this opening scene? It's a nice setup for for what's to come. I think that I think when you see the poster and read the synopsis of this, you don't really think that the movie's going to take place just like a couple years after where we currently are in modern times in 1992. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think the movie takes place in 94. They say it's 25 years. 25 years since. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I like it. It's uh, they're both so good in the film. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun. Yep. And so when we see Dolph, he basically has two people captive still, and he executes one of them, and the other tries to run away. Jean Claude wants to help her. Mm-hmm. He fails. <laughs> yeah. And Dolph throws a grenade and blows up the other person. Blows her arm off. Blows her arm off. Well, he kills her, but yeah. Yeah. She doesn't make it. No. And this memory will stick with... Both of them. Both of them. They stab and shoot each other to death. That's the movie, yeah. So yeah, they both... uh, After this happens, uh, they have a a quick battle. They both die. (laughs) It's not a battle. It's an encounter. They just run up. He stabs him, and then they shoot. It's a double homicide. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I do love the guy that comes in. He's like... How are we going to write this one up? That's right. MIA. <laughs> you guys, I really like the editing too. Like as uh, both of their bodies bags are getting like zipped open, then they flash. Zipped up, yeah. Or zipped up, yeah. they, they flash their name on the screen for each mm-hmm. one. And I was like, hell yeah, that's great. That has to be a very weird, like eerie feeling as an actor to like be put in one of those body bags and have them zip mm-hmm. it up. Sure, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to fast forward to present day, which Stacy said would be 1994. Because it takes place from 1969 to 1994, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No explanation or anything. We just have to accept this for what it is. Mm -hmm. Dolphin J, uh, JCVD, I'm just going to go by that, if that's all right with everyone. It's perfectly fine. Have been turned into cyborgs. Not really. Okay. Well, but... Androids? No. Definitely not. Okay. They uh, reanimated them technically. I think they're technically zombies. I think they're zombies. <laughs> I think they're undead. Because they don't have, they wear hardware. But I don't think there's wires and stuff in them. Because when she, when, when you they cut t- them, they bleed. Yeah. Yeah. And when he takes his like headphone thing off, nobody can communicate with him. I do think that that's a huge flaw in this. <laughs> if we're going to talk about that. <laughs> the fact that if you just take off that little <laughs> right. headgear, they this was this was some bad design. Yeah, like they're supposed to still re- react to the commands. At this point in the movie, it does feel like everything is kind of like an amalgamation of pop eighties because it's action like, it's films. Like you have the in television because it's yeah. next generation Star Trek for sure. See, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking like Aliens. The, oh yeah, the, yeah. The APC where you know Gorman is looking at the. Um, 
the TV screens of the Marines when they go in um, and get slaughtered. You, you yeah. kind of have that going on here where they're looking at everybody's camera. You got the RoboCop thing where they've taken somebody who's died mm -hmm. and put them in service against their will. <laughs> That's right. Um, only not a robot man. Oh, zombies. Yeah. Zombie man. Zombies. Um, mm -hmm. Zombies. <laughs> um, and then, of Death course, I think, I, I think there's a few of the set pieces that are reaching for some of that Terminator 2. Sure. Right after we meet uh, these two uh, being reincarnated, we have a hostage situation. Uh, I don't really understand what's going on. Maybe you guys do better. But there's people being held hostage. And, um, at the Hoover Dam. At the Hoover Dam. Yeah, it's supposed to be your introduction to the Universal Soldier Program. Yes. Because yep. we're supposed to be dazzled that they can swim. A mile and a half in four minutes. Yeah. Yep, they got all this this great stuff. I They're do, eight seconds behind. I do <laughs> love that dialogue of, where'd you drop them off at? We dropped them a mile and a half, mile out. And a half out. Mile and a half out. We only got 13 minutes. That's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Who uh, are these guys? <laughs> Also, uh, right after this, we meet our other uh, main character here, Veronica. Uh, Robert O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's a reporter. Uh, she thinks she's invincible because she shows up late. and uh, But it turns out she's not because she gets uh, fired, basically. But they still let her finish doing the shoot, I guess. I don't know. Well, she does the shoot. They get the take. They get everything they need. Yeah. And then he... He's her boss is like, you know, you just think you're you're untouchable or yep. whatever he mm -hmm. says. And then she's like, yeah, what what of it? And he's like, you're a fire. That's right. Tough day for her. Uh, gets worse. It does. It and then it gets better. a lot worse and better. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Dolph and JCVD, they come to the, the rescue here of this um, hostage situation. Uh, they wreck all the terrorists in there, and which is a pretty fun scene, in my opinion. What do yeah. you guys think if of you, it? If you... I'm just going to say real quick, a note to the audience. If you do watch Universal Soldier, I would look out in this scene for one of the hostages in a hat. The man is acting hmm, his, heart. <laughs> his heart out. And there's also a couple towards the end on the, if you're watching the television, it'd be on the right-hand side where this man is talking into this woman's hair and it seems very tense. <laughs> it's a really good extra acting. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I feel like... Uh the gentleman who plays the lead terrorist, he's in a bunch of stuff from oh, like yeah. 80s mm. and 90s. I think he might be one of the guys that's at the uh, the Christmas tree cell in Lethal Weapon. Yes. Okay, so after this situation unfolds, they're praising the Universal Soldiers for getting the job done. Uh, but at the same time, JCVD starts to have some war flashbacks that appear out of nowhere. Well, it seems like... I don't know how long they've been deploying these men. Mm -hmm. It seems still like it's pretty early in the sure. program is I'd what agree. I get. So it doesn't seem like it's very effective because immediately mm -hmm. Dolph and John's memories come back. They said they've mm -hmm. had three missions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what triggers the memories to come back is, is racism. Um, yeah. He sees a <laughs> young Asian couple. Yeah. At the dam. And it's like, oh. They're huddled down like the couple this in Vietnam. This is like Vietnam. Yep. Mm -hmm. I remember. were killed there. But yeah, so so that uh, that sparks um, flashbacks to Dolph. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so. The it's the deprogramming starts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty abruptly. It's true. 
during this time, uh, we kind of go back to Veronica, and she's doing some snooping around uh, because she kind of follows them to their base. Their base, yeah, yeah that's where it is, and uh, she's like sees one of the officers open this like ice chest or something. And like she notices, like he's like getting Covered blood or blood, guts yeah. or something, and then shuts it. So she sneaks over to opens the cooler up, and it's a body in there. One of the Universal soldiers that had been shot, and we think killed. And then uh, a few seconds later, like she takes some pictures of her of him, and he comes back to life. She gets really freaked out. Obviously, mm-hmm. rightfully so. But she also gets seen on camera, so this causes um, the uh, base to not be very happy, and everyone comes chasing after her. In the shortest car chase ever. That's right. With some of the worst driving ever. ever. <laughs> he immediately he her partner immediately ramps the Huey? car I think his name's into like Huey or Dewey yeah. into some <laughs> or Louie, I don't know and flips the car it's, it's like there's a really like a good crash. no there it is really funny because she's it's, like it's immediate it's she's like go go she yeah. gets in shuts the door he hits like barrels that are f- I mean, I guess it's gasoline He's that immediately like 30 explodes. Miles yeah, an yeah. Hour. I was like, how did you two both stay alive and no bumps, bruises, or breaks? This is the equivalent of being startled and running into a wall that's behind you. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is cartoon nonsense. Yeah. Sure. The cinematic yeah. equivalent of stepping on a rake. Yes. Mm. Or slipping on a banana peel. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Great scene. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed a lot. (laughs) It's a good kickoff, I would say. Uh, So also, like, while that's happening, right, kind of in that same time frame, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme has... He's off program. He's doing his own thing now. Yeah. Yeah. So Dolph commits murder. First off, <laughs> a citizen murder. That's right. He killed an innocent he guy. He went too hard. He killed did. an innocent man. John Claude gets flashbacks again and he escapes with Veronica. Yeah. Do we have anything to add to any of all that? That's what happened. That's what happened. Uh, Veronica and, and John Claude get a hotel room. That's what I've got written next. This is my, maybe my favorite segment of the film and it's not because it's the best it's not but i do really like the hotel owner i like his mother i like there's the, a lot of good stuff the here. odd the fact that jean-claude strips down which i'm sure you'll get to i won't oh, yeah. ruin anything sure. and that it it's more of like a nuisance thing yeah. where she's just like oh my god you're naked like mm-hmm. now i've got to deal with this now i gotta deal with this weird naked dude yeah it's a lot. All the nudity is played for comedy yeah, in the film. It's not sexual mm-hmm. at yeah, all. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you said, Jean-Claude is. Um, he's overheating. He's overheating. Yep. And so. There's something with these soldiers where I don't know that we've actually covered, but they've got a thermometer that's on right. their wrist where yep. it's like it starts beeping and they're like, I got to get an ice. Get cool. I got to so go into the ice chamber. The, the serum that they are injecting into this dead flesh to get because the super they're, strength. They're zombies. HGH. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish. Um, the the serum that they're using, uh, which is explained later in the film uh, in some exposition, 
it makes their bodies overheat. They run hot. So they can, I, I mean, it would be like, you know, doing something with a 103 degree fever. Yep. Right. Like eventually they just kind of shut down. Just, yep. Fight it. So yeah, he gets. Unless you're Keanu Reeves and you're doing John then Wick and then you just, you do the whole club fight scene and it's not even a problem. Yeah. That's right. Universal soldier. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jean-Claude needs, <laughs> he needs to cool down. So he strips down all the way girlfriend well not his girlfriend but you know girl that's with him mm-hmm. uh he's like oh my god what are you doing and then like he somehow he, he goes outside being naked yeah he, he he's walks still trying outside. to cool down and like he doesn't know what he's what to do and the hotel manager yeah, gets ma that's right they think <laughs> that it's like some weird sex thing that they're doing he's like mother come here <laughs> And she, you see her, she comes up and she's like very impressed with whatever Jean-Claude's packing. Yeah, whatever that. Very highly impressed. He liked, she likes all of it, the mm-hmm. whole thing. All, and in fact, she, her reaction to his nude body mm-hmm. might be the most sexual thing in the yeah. film. It's stronger oddly. than Veronica's, that's for sure. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I take it back. There is, Veronica does have to explain that. Later, his, in, the, his, later a, in the movie, there's a, there's there's a scene. A, where, there's a scene where she, you can tell she's like. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure in that sequence. And widescreen, in high def, I think you see like the very tip of cock sock. I didn't clock I, it, but I I'll, didn't, but you I, know I, I'll go back. Hell yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I did. It's but... not like an Arnold though, where Terminator was not meant for 4K H. Oh, I, I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> yes, but they didn't know. Mm-hmm. It's like the the Jaws, the first girl that goes out. They didn't know what was yeah. going to happen with technology and cleaning things up. <laughs> you see a lot. Mm-hmm. You see a lot. One thing I really liked uh, when John Claude gets naked, you know he's hot and everything, but like it looks like they just oiled down his whole body. So not as much as Dolph, though. I actually have a note about okay. this where at the beginning, whenever they uh, after their first mission, they take him back into like the cryo chamber thing in the the mm-hmm. war rig, and Dolph looks like he has been dipped in Vaseline. Like he is like so glistening and shiny, and then by comparison, uh, Jean Claude is super matte. I've got to ask. Mm-hmm. Go for it. If we're power ranking mm. action hero nudity slash ass shots, mm. where Ooh. where where do our boys land? This is a pretty good one. Is is John Claude your number one? Absolutely. What about not. Arnold? You got Stallone. 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 Uh, the specialist, demolition man. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnold, Terminator. One and two. Yeah. Here's the thing about me is I immediately went to this is a different total side piece, but I went to True Lies, which he doesn't. But then I just thought Jamie Lee Curtis and True Lies mm, and yeah. just God bless. Mm-hmm. But that's a different I mean, thing. You got Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon one mm. tiny butt. Yeah, but it's cute, though. It's cute, though. I mean, Mel Gibson's a dick. but That's a different thing. But I mean, it's a got, cute butt. You got James Bond, Pierce Brosnan. No, in, don't uh, care. Don't care. <laughs> I, I love James Bond. and I love Pierce. But no. Who, so. Nolan. Is it Sean? Is it Arnold? Who's your number uh, one action? Out of these action or action boys Actioners? that we talked about here, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's Dolph. I mean, here or Dolph. I think it's uh, John Claude. Sorry for me uh, mine's, because mine's Arnold. Arnold. I I agree with Arnold. you, Melanie. I like the the thing for me is where I'm a little different. Is you're an ass man. I like ass, but I also like I like a little. Did you say lick a little? I like I like a little. 
roundness and more, um, just some more ham hocks than like just complete <laughs> tightness. You know, like you don't know. Can, this is a total pause, and I probably will cut it. But Kendra Lee Miller in D and D, she's a ranger, and she yells <laughs> ham hock. And, <laughs> and she takes flight. <laughs> well, I've heard her say ham hocks about an ass before, so that's why. I... She takes flight as a ranger because she's a gnome. So if she puts on this like device, she just automatically goes in the air. So And it looks like a, a piglet. And so she'll, last night we were playing D&D and she goes, ham hock. And she's just in the air and she starts shooting arrows. That's really good. Sorry, continue. I feel like Jean-Claude has more butt shots on film than any other action star. Um, I feel like he's bare bottomed in most movies. Well, not even bare bottom. They do a close up of his butt in time cop in double team and mm-hmm. every kickboxer. kickboxer. Well, blood sport. so in blood mm-hmm. sport, you do get like the, the pointless 1980s action film sex scene. You do, yeah. but it's all him. It, you don't see anything of her. It's not you. You see it's not even sexual. her being impressed with his naked backside. Yeah, after. he's like, "You're getting this." Mm-hmm. I mean, you got this. That's, you that's, got it. That's what a Jean Claude sex scene is. I kind of love no that sex. though. It's after sex. It. Yep. I mean, it's a good butt. Like, mm-hmm. just objectively, it is a good butt. Yep. But no, my favorite is definitely Arnold. I'm glad we got this settled. <laughs> I'll be the the voice of reason, y'all. So after after all the nakedness happens, uh, Dolph and his uh, his uh, gang of uh, Universal, Universal Soldiers, Soldiers. <laughs> find That's them. The title of the movie. I'm sorry, okay. His gang of Universal <laughs> Soldiers. He he finds Jean Claude and Veronica. And it's like we're gonna blow this hotel hotel down or motel. What a it's a, one. it's a motel. Motel. It's the Lucky Motors. Yes. Courts. In the courts. Motel. Motel. So Hotel, just like. Motel. Holiday Inn. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> many guns appear and just like they just start mowing down their room. Say, I do like yeah. that there is the note of whenever Veronica goes in to buy the room, he's like, and there'll be a $20 uh, security deposit and, you know, mm-hmm. just for our safety. And she's like, sure, whatever. So it's like a $50 room that ends up being like $80. And. That's right. After everything is shot up, I think his mother turns and she's like, a $20 security deposit. Right. <laughs> and their their hotel is... Unacceptable. Yeah. It gets shit. It gets up. shot up. Yeah. I like Jean-Claude bursting through drywall. Yeah, I wrote that down. I like that they kind of do It's a cartoon. The, it's a Looney Tune. The commando thing where he goes into a room right. where there's a couple having sex, only it's not as weird. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it's, the it's, uh, very it's milk toast. More vanilla, if we would. Yes, I mean, but f- what is happening in Commando is some high level. There's equipment being used. Mm-hmm. It's being recorded. That's right. It's a mm-hmm. whole rig. Yeah. Uh, this is just a couple that is clearly going on a road trip, and they stopped in and let's had just a, say there's no pegging involved. No, here. absolutely not. No, it was missionary. Boring. Jean Claude, as Stacy said, is busting through walls. And uh, eventually, Veronica and Jean-Claude Van Damme get away. They have to hide, just worth noting, they do hide under the blankets with the nude couple. That's right. So that's pretty hot. Mm -hmm. 
I like that they use them like not in just that one shot, you know. <laughs> and then they stole their car. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and she's like, "I'm so, I'm so sorry about this. I know this was an inconvenience for you all." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next scene I'm going with is what we mentioned just briefly a second ago, but uh, John Claw gets naked again, and uh, Veronica has to find his tracking device. They end up at a uh, roadside gas station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then hijinks ensue. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I do love that just immediately wherever they get, he just takes all of his clothes off like a toddler. Yeah. Like he unleashes, he's like, I got to take all of this yeah. off. Thank you. So this is where we get the shot of Veronica. Like her, she's like she behind his ass. She immediately goes behind him though. Yeah. It is weird that, so he strips <laughs> and then she goes behind him and like wraps her yeah. hands around his chest. Uh-huh. It's yeah. weird. It is like it's all reversal where he's yeah. like the more feminine That's true. centerpiece. I, love it. I like it though. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eventually they realize the uh, device is in his uh, calf. somewhere in his yeah. calf. Hamstring. Yeah. Hamstring. It's his hamstring. I think it's above his knee. Oh, for some reason I thought they were hitting him lower. And uh, they have to cut. Well, he's the one that cuts it open and she has to pull it out. And they get mm. it out. Great times, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, okay. Next up. Uh, so we're at this gas station and it's time for it to get blown up now as, uh, you know, Dolph's boys come, come running again, but this time it doesn't go so well for him as the, uh, as the gas station gets blown up, like all his guys get like set on fire and they get fucked. Jean-Claude sets a trap for him. That's right. He sets his little tracker up on like. It's like a it. It's very Fallout, where it looks like kind of like a 1950s mm-hmm. like mailman almost. That's true. But he's it's this cardboard cutout, and they put his tracking device on that, and he comes in and they shoot it up. That's and right. Mm-hmm. It's a gas station. There's a lot of gas, and that is highly uh, flammable. Very flammable. Mm-hmm. Uh, also during this, like as when Jean Claude and Veronica finally get away, as they're leaving. Dolph had snuck into their vehicle mm-hmm. and he's hiding in the back seat. There's a little bit of a struggle between Dolph and uh, Dolph and JCVD. <laughs> and uh, Dolph tries to strangle him. Uh, anyway, the, the result I love is a, a car. This is just a side note too, yeah. but I love a car strangulation mm-hmm. where it's like with a piano wire. Yeah, that's right. A All, so good. Yep. And eventually this, this fight ends with, uh, Dolph being thrown through their windshield. Yeah, he slams it's, on the brakes. It's like slow motion, clearly just a mannequin flying through. It's really funny. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they get away. Dolph loses his shit. Yeah, so, so it's at this point where Dolph goes completely rogue. Uh, we find out his name is Sergeant Andrew Scott. Um, he And then, so during this, this moment... His commander in charge says, like, we're dropping this mission. And he's like, no, we're not. He disobeys orders, goes rogue, shoots everybody, and is like, uh, I'm going to go track down Veronica and JCVD. <laughs> so that's what happens here. Uh, Dolph also, at this time, uses a new like serum, a muscle enhancer serum. No, he... It's the same serum, but okay. he's double taking, dose. Yeah, he he's a taking dose. a okay. concentrated amount right into his chest. Okay, so it's going to make him stronger. And it does. It's very much like a power-up. Like he right. ate a mushroom, and now he's like... Whew. Yep. Uh, Jean-Claude and Veronica uh, go to a diner to eat. This scene's really good. Um, 
he learns how to eat food from an elderly country folk man. <laughs> and like a papa. <laughs> it's an old papa with a, a hat and he's eating mashed taters. This was this will I'm just saying this will be my make me laugh moment. That really got me because it reminded me of like how my grandpa ate and like how I basically started eating like that until like someone actually told me as like I don't know what this means. Late teenager. I don't either. What do you okay. mean? Okay. <laughs> Some people How are you eating? don't eat etiquettely. So like you have your, you don't what? hold your fork the right way. No, I'm being serious. Like you hold like you hold your spoon like this, and that's how Dolph was eating there. And so like you're saying, like some people will like, like you should the way you're. Are you unquote, saying that you went to charm school? <laughs> Look, I grew up VH1. in a small town. I was around a lot of. You guys grew up in the same town. Yeah, I uh, I I don't eat my food like an asshole. My, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no, no. What What do you mean? Look, I did what my grandpa did as a kid. Okay. And you just and I held it my, into the hole. I held my fork a weird way, and my like I was like shoveling it in. You yeah. Know? That and that's what Dolph was doing here. Okay. I mean, that's what Jean Claude. <laughs> keeps Jean Claude. What's his fucking name? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jean Claude is doing in this scene. Dolph is not not in the scene. No, it's, he's uh, not. It's just Jean Claude. Jean Claude, okay, and he's he's eating not proper way. It's true. I liked that. I but I uh, I do love for some reason it's very satisfact. Like there's just the satisfaction of whenever you'll get there. But whenever like the lady comes out and is like, "You got enough money to pay for all that?" Because he he, he ends up really liking food. He gets a lot. He gets a lot. He gets of like specials. ten of those daily specials. Yeah, he gets a lot mm-hmm. of. Specials. And then he has like a plate of hot dogs on the table too. A I was plate like, of hot what dogs. Are you doing, dude? And then a whole bowl of uh, popcorn. It's there's a lot of things happening, but mm-hmm. I do love whenever she comes out and the way he shovels the mashed potatoes in. He's like, "It's good food. Good food." <laughs> he was like trying to be nice about it, but they're like. Well, he we just doesn't, money, he doesn't you know? understand what they're getting at, it's like true. what the issue is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. We got ourselves a deadbeat back here. What? He can't pay. Hey, punk, I've been slaving all day making that slop. The food is good. Fucking it is. The question is, how are you going to pay for it? You don't know, ain't that cute? I'm gonna bust your head, punk. I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> Me? You don't want to hurt Hank? <laughs> John Claude learns how to eat. It's uh, it's memory clearing time. I wrote down. I don't know what that. It's like means. the Men in Black, the pen. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the serum. Whenever they go back into the like cryo chamber in the war rig. I think that it ha- it's supposed to keep repressing their memories yeah. is kind of the basic idea of what is happening. You're talking about the assassination attempt? That's right. Because Dolph kills everybody yep. except two of the Universal Soldiers yeah. and the scientist. Yep. So well, that's he the wanted to keep, happened here. He wanted to keep the Universal Soldiers alive so his squad is still mm-hmm. intact, but that, does, that doesn't happen. Yeah. The, uh, the scientists plot a, a scheme to murder him at which he- bad- Plan. It's a bad, it's a bad plant, mm-hmm. and he immediately murders yep. the scientist. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. So that's going on the same time that Jean-Claude and Veronica are at the diner. So, yeah, like Stacy said, Dolph kills 
um, one of the scientists and the other one dies a little later. We cut back to the diner. Jean-Claude, as Melanie pointed out a second ago, has ate a lot of food. A lot of daily specials. <clears throat> so and many. And the waitress is not happy because he Brenda. does not have money. Brenda, that's yeah. right. So she brings out Hank, the cook. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if you're not going to pay me, you're going to have to deal, know, with Hank. deal with Hank, the, the cook. <laughs> Because he's been working on this slop all day. I wish he had a hook. (laughs) And and so, uh, look, so Jean-Claude just wants to eat, but uh, that's not going to work. So a fight uh, breaks out. Uh, Jean-Claude. It's not really a fight. It's not really. He's sitting there and these. I mean, he beats the shit out of everybody. And he ruins that restaurant. He he takes down the whole diner. And the the nice people, I don't know if they're nice, but they're inside. So. (laughs) He takes them all down too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, it's he. He hurts like a couple of the workers. And he throws and people out the window. Like he, he kind of messes up that diner yeah. quite a bit. I, Melanie, you pointed this out as we were watching. Like all these places that keep getting destroyed. They're mom like, and pop. Yeah. Because later, which this will come up in categories, but later. They also ruin like a small grocery store that yeah. you know is like a local uh-huh. Apple Market. Like right. it's like a small chain. Yeah. It's true. They wreck it. Yep. Yep. No respect for, for small town America. It's true. Uh, Jean-Claude, uh, yeah, uh, and Veronica, after this incident, they go to visit someone named Dr. Gregor. Um, Gregor. Dolph, also, <laughs> as they're doing that, Dolph loses it at a grocery store. So we had that Yeah, he has a, well. a little first blood uh, breakdown. Yep. Uh, he has a, like you said, a bit of a speech and then kills some cops that try to come in and stop him. And God damn it, it's a whole fucking platoon dropping like flies. What the hell are you staring at? Do you have any idea what it's like out there? Do you? When I'm fighting this thing, man, it's like kick ass. Well, kiss ass and I'm busting heads. So yeah, he's he's in he's in a bad way. Uh, Doctor Gregor explains some scientific mumbo jumbo about Dolph and and JCVD's situation to Veronica. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna go through that because I didn't. They learn that they're zombies. Exactly. <laughs> uh, next, I'm moving on to John Claude and Veronica get arrested by the cops. Mm-hmm. So that kind of comes out of nowhere because like J, uh, JCVD's like. Take this bus ticket to get out of here. And she's like not wanting to because she's like, I want your dick and ass. No, I, no. It feels more like she's, I want the story. She's framed she does not for murder and she wants to see it through till the so end. So her cameraman that got shot, you know, early on in the film that had that awful getaway that didn't go anywhere. Uh, she, they, the government frames her for his murder. And then also he deserved to die. He, he was an idiot. And honestly, he, he shouldn't have been listening to Veronica. That That's was a, true. That she doesn't have a lot of good ideas. No, no, she doesn't. She, she, no, she ain't no good. She mm. kind of fucks up everything. She does. Yep. It's not good. She's running late. She's smoking. What is it? The menthol misties. Yep. It's like, I've had a cigarette in two days. Yeah. Like, it's, well. there's a lot. Mm-hmm. As they get arrested, we have this car chase action scene. They're in a like police bus or yeah, prison bus. Prison bus. Prison bus. Dolph has appeared 
chasing them in like an armored. It's that little, it's the traveling medical unit okay. that they, the universal soldiers go into. Yes. So that's yeah. what Dolph's in. And then we have also a random cop who is in his police car. There are two cop cars that are escorting the bus. That's right. Okay. There is Dolph and he says, got you now, boy. He says a lot of good, like quippy one-liners mm-hmm. during this that made me laugh. It's so uh, Dolph gets, um, that vehicle we talked about is a wild car chase. And uh, another thing he says, are we having fun yet? I like that as well. I do like that this whole segment is just the war rig medical unit thing, chasing the prison bus and just bumping in while Dolph is trying, or while Jean-Claude is <laughs> trying to get to the front. Dolph is just throwing, like lobbing yeah, grenades. grenades. And we've got Veronica like on the bed of the bus, just like, when the grenades come, she's like freaked out, but then she picks him up and does the right thing, throws him out the bus. They well, and he shoots the bus driver. He does That's shoot the why bus driver. Jean-Claude's trying to get to the front. Yeah. That's right. He's to take control of the bus. I really like this sequence. It's I fun. Think it's, it's good. I think it's the best sequence in the film. I would agree. It's fun. It, it's a good scene. Uh, like uh, I also made, uh, just to be a, a complete idiot, I called Dolph Lundgren, uh, Dolph Grenade Launcher Lundgren. <laughs> That's his nickname here. W M C K. What's that mean? W M. I don't know. C K. Crazy. Motherfucker. Here. Where at? <laughs> right there. Crazy something. Crazy wreck of the bus and truck. Huge <laughs> explosions. Great Dolph death. You got it. Thank you, Stacy. <laughs> That's your writing. I know. Thank you. Uh, you actually. You couldn't read what you wrote. I couldn't. I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. Well, okay. just think back of what happened to the movie. He doesn't and, know. That was these hours notes ago. Are all I have. <laughs> the movie's gone. If I don't have it's the like notes. A, it's over. It's gone. He knows that. That's why he takes notes. That's why this is a segment. <laughs> okay. So, crazy wreck of the bus and truck. Huge explosions. Great. <laughs> Dolph Death, a.k.a. or so I thought. I like that you just reread it back. Um, yeah, I... I they, they do the thing where, uh, oh, the bad guy's dead and... He's not! We took care of this. And it's a cool sequence. It is, it's good. Yeah, I like it too. Again, this is probably the most successful action yep. sequence of the film. Yeah. Uh, next up for me is a part that... Uh, it, it may work for... For you guys, it, it was weird for me as we get some weird, like, sentimentality here as Dolph meets his family for the nope. first time. Jean-Claude. Nope. Jean-Claude. <laughs> Dolph is not the star of the film. I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> just for the listeners, anytime you hear Dolph, just assume that that's from this person. It's, it, it's probably Jean-Claude. It's. I actually wrote it down as Dolph. It's Jean-Claude. I messed it up. Jean-Claude goes to Why see his family. Because it's a bad brain. I don't know. I do have a bad brain. Why it's do like, I Why do I do anything? Like whenever they put you together, the brain that they took was Abby normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Jean-Claude, he meets his family for the first time for 25 it's, it's years. It's pretty milk toast. Like, his parents are also not old enough. Like, yeah. it, none of it makes sense. It's, it's strange. Yeah. And it's weird to me that he's also playing, like, a... It's like a... 
I mean, I don't know where his family is, but it's kind of like the same sort of backstory from Hard Target. Yeah, it's like, just a weird farmhouse. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Louisiana family, and that's why he. Yeah. His mom speaks French to him when he gets home. That's why it's like, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, okay, so I I wrote down Psych. Uh, Dolph's alive, and he kidnaps <laughs> Veronica and Jean Claude's family. I liked that Dolph still wears the ear necklace, so he brought well, it back. Well, he, he, he made it again. He got it back. He made yep. it better. Uh, and he starts beating the- He has sh- a lot of great one-liners oh, yeah. with that, with just- mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, uh, yeah. So he he's back. He starts beating the shit out of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, Dolph is really out of his mind at this point. Uh, I <laughs> The I <kinda> correct <laughs> Dolph, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I wrote that I kind of love it. Um, so some of his lines here was, uh, it's empty. It's empty. I don't know. I can't remember what that was referring to. Um, so he's trying to make uh, Jean-Claude shoot Veronica because he wouldn't shoot the the Vietnamese. That's right. Um, mm. So it's a direct order. He's kind of continuing on from that, his last memory. He, it's all he does. And, yep. uh, and Veronica gets like, we we don't know what happens to her, but she gets. It looks like, like she gets really wrecked. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So she's like tied up at this point. She's trying to get her her uh, hands untied, and Dolph's like, "Where do we shoot her? In the stomach? In the mm. chest? No, the head." Mm-hmm. And he pulls the trigger for Jean Claude. It's empty. Yeah. And it's empty. Well. And he just throws it aside. He's like, you know what? I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Let her run. That's and then right. He starts beating the fuck out of Jean Claude. Throws him. Yep. Throws and then a grenade. Chucks that grenade at her. That's right. So, run. Yeah. Run. So that same, was the, too the, close to an Arnold the, impersonation. I know. I. You went here, too hard. Here's the thing. If you run, that's that, Arnold. That's Arnold. Yeah. Run. <laughs> run. That's Jean Claude. You, you got to go a little stupid with it. Run. <laughs> French accents Run. are not stupid. Well, Listen, Belgium, but hold on, hold on. It's okay because it's punching up. You can punch up, don't punch down. Okay. Love it. Okay. Look. Look. She doesn't die, but John Claude thinks she might be dead. She it looks like she gets wrecked. It does. So he's he's like really And even whenever he goes back to her after a minute, yeah. she's like down in the mud. She's like been she through looks it. She's bad. And yeah. like she hasn't moved for like a, a long time. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a significant. It's like five it, minutes that she's laying there after the yeah. blast. So fight continues. Yeah, fight yeah. continues. Jean Claude is like really pissed. At he this gets point. one of the serums he does. in the barn because mm-hmm. he's Dolph's like, "Oh, it's too bad that you had to include your your dear Mon Paw in this." That's right. But I'm gonna have to fucking kill everyone. Mm-hmm. And Jean Claude takes that serum he, and stabs himself. He, mm-hmm. Well, Dolph, like, dumbly, he, like, shows him his lapel uh-huh. that has, like, oh, yeah. the all the serum in it, and he shoots himself up, and he's like, I'm extra strong. You can't mm-hmm. beat this, and right. I'm gonna boss kill fight. your parents. And then, yeah, boss fight ensues, and then Jean-Claude does his kickies and then grabs one of the serums, and oh, he loses it, but mm-hmm. then he gets it back, and then he pumps him up, and then... More kickies. More kickies. We what get- do you got? So I've got where after he does this, mm-hmm. we have this beautiful, beautiful composition with fire in the background and Dolph rising or John Claude. <laughs> Wait, so 
do you think that this is paced kind of like an orgasm where yeah. the, I'm talking about the entire <laughs> film. We know mm-hmm. Jean-Claude is a kicker. Yeah. Like that is what he's known for. And sure. I feel like in so many of his films, we do not see him kick a lot until like the end segment. That's right. So it's like, yeah. they're like edging you the whole film. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, now the grand crescendo. Yep. Like, it's here you go. Slowed. Yeah. And he, it's slow motion That's kicks. Right. Yep. So what do you have? Yep. Sorry. So yeah, he, he raises like a Phoenix here <laughs> through the fire and <laughs> <laughs> steals the syringe, as Stacy said. He's now has the superhuman strength too. JCVD kickboxes Dolph, as Melanie said, to his death. <laughs> you dis- you're discharged, Sarge. He kicks him into the wood grinder mm-hmm. and impales him on uh, the <laughs> like the rebar that's, that's right. hanging out. <laughs> and uh, Dolph has one last scare of. Trying to pull yep. JCVD in and impale right. his face mm-hmm. on Which, one of the spikes. If you're yeah. watching, it does just look like he's pulling him in for a kiss. Yeah, it's true. It, like it is it like gets him in there pretty good. The way it's mapped out, it doesn't look like his head is heading towards the spike. It looks like it's headed towards Dolph's lips. Yeah. But then he he runs him through the grinder. That's right. You got and to. then he's grinded. He's done. Yeah. But Veronica, she's not off. done. No. Well, but she still looks like she's done, though. She looks like she's this done. This whole segment, she's, she's been out. She's alive. She's alive. JCVD runs to her. She's like, how, how, do you, how do you feel? And he's like, like a 52-year-old. That's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> ah, pretty good. They embrace. Mm-hmm. Film over. Film over. Bad song. Mm-hmm. Bad song. Awful song that you... I tried to make some rap lyrics, yeah. too. Both were bad. You can't um, write, always write a good track. So, pretty good movie. I had fun. It's, it's fun. fun film. It's a fun action film. Like it's it's a good if you're just like wanting to throw something on to it's like a, yeah it's easy a, movie to digest yeah to, mid, and have a good time with mid to top tier Jean Claude and I would say if this is something that you haven't seen in like 10, 15 years throw it on again like it'll be fun mm-hmm. it's only like what like an hour and forty minutes yeah or something yeah like, that. like just it's over pretty breezy that ninety minute yep. mark never yeah. boring agreed so, yeah it's yeah, a fun time no. you're gonna get to categories yeah. All right, Melanie. All right. My high is Dolph. Just Mm. in general, I think Dolph is the best part. He sells the movie. I think the reason why the movie is so digestible and so good is because of him. And that's not a a slam to Mm Jean-Claude. I do like him in the film. I love his energy and his physicality. I just feel like Dolph's doing the more interesting thing. And that's a problem in a lot of Jean-Claude films is I feel like... sometimes the people that he's paired up against, they're doing the fun, interesting thing. Like yeah. that's definitely the case. I even feel like in hard target, what is it? Uncle Duvet or Duvo? Wilford Brimley is like the fun, like right. wild card. And in a uh, double team, it's hell yeah. Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> I feel like he's often not the one that's doing the most interesting thing, but he's good. But Dolph is again, he's just so good in the film. My low is uh, the impact of small businesses. Mm. These small businesses, the mom and pop motel, the gas station, the supermarket, the diner, they all get just obliterated. Just wrecked. Wrecked. Mm -hmm. I think it is. uh, Their shit kicked in. I think if this is messaging that we're giving, you know, early 90s America, it's not good. Sure. So that's my low. And then my make them laugh is like there's a couple different things and I could pick a line, but I do love the weirdness of. The son, the motel owner, telling his elderly mother to come over and look at this mm. Jean-Claude yep. Van Dong <laughs> as it's like 
mirrored in the window. Mm-hmm. It's very weird, yeah. but it made me laugh really hard. Yeah. So that's probably, yeah. those are my categories. Love it. Stacy. Uh, my high is going to be Dolph Lundgren. I think this is a fantastic performance from him. Uh, my low, I like a lot of the set pieces, but I feel like just about every set piece in this film has a better alternative in a different action film. I I yeah. feel like there could have been more better, unique set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that coming off of the high, which is the 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 bus chase, which is an excellent sequence. And mm-hmm. even though we've seen it before, I think it's very well done here. Um, coming off of that and kind of redoing like the fight in the rain, like the lethal weapon one thing. It is better though. Yes, it is better than in lethal weapon, but I, I feel like the action for the last sequence, it's, it's not as impressive. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I you do I, get to see those kicks, but it's not. Yeah. Right. I, I think I just wanted more more very variance in the set pieces. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, my make them laugh. Uh, man, that ear necklace. Mm, that's good. I do love I'm all ears. I'm all ears. I forgot yeah. to name that joke. It's yeah. so stupid. Well, it's a good joke. And funny. Uh, Sergeant Scott, can I have a word with you? I'm all ears. He Real and dumb. he looks so crazy when he says it's mm-hmm. so good. Yep. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll go with my high of the film being the diner scene uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Dolph learning to eat. And, <laughs> from uh, that papa? Yeah, from old man pa. Just like known did. <laughs> Just like me. Uh, also him not having the money, not understanding, and then finally beating the shit out of our chef. Which you can also, re- not beating the shit out of anybody, but you can relate to not paying a, a lunch bill. Oh, that did happen. That did uh, happen. You, you walked out and didn't pay for food that you ate. That did. That didn't happen on purpose. Okay. To be fair, it was a situation where I would have assumed it was the same birthday, thing that you assumed, and I thought it was being paid for by someone, so, someone else. Yeah, and it wasn't, and I didn't know it, and I walked out of there with a free Chinese buffet meal. <laughs> It uh, wasn't intentional. And you did feel bad. You were super embarrassed. I did after. feel really bad. Okay. Not bad enough to go pay. No. It was shame. Well, it was a while. I don't think I realized till after we left. It was after we left. It's okay. Needless to say, that place is out of business now. It is. I'm sure that I'm sure your actions had no effect yeah. on that. <laughs> Continue. Okay. My uh low point will be the uh just the the weird family stuff and sentimentality that kind of comes out, out of nowhere. nowhere yeah. So that was all strange. And then my make them laugh moment is um, Veronica and her um, co-worker trying to leave the the compound in a car and he crashes it, as we talked about earlier. And, <laughs> Immediately. And just an explosion and yeah. just an all fail. So <laughs> that was, that really got me. Mm-hmm. And in a, this this is sick and twisted, but I really laughed hard also when he got shot in the head. Mm-hmm. Well, it is it's shocking how they yeah, they shoot him, and then there's immediate flashback yeah. of the Vietnamese right. couple where the mm-hmm. man like yep. leans over and takes the shot for his yep. girl. It's yeah, yep. it's highly dramatic, it which makes it funnier. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, 
So, uh, Melanie, do we have an MFK today? We do, and I'm sorry. I don't feel like it's a very strong one okay. for our comeback episode. So just You can only work it. with what you got. Yeah. It, there's not really a strong third, if mm-hmm. we're being honest. Sure. So, um, all right. So, if we're ready, I must ask you both. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mary Fuck Kill. The motel owner. Mm-hmm. Luke, Jean-Claude. Or Sarge. You can go first, Stacey, if you'd like. I'm going to marry Sarge. Fair enough. I think I'm safest doing that. You're going to have a really fucked up life, but okay. Eh. Yeah. I'm going to fuck Jean-Claude. Okay. Because, I mean. we don't. You don't have to explain. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to kill the motel owner. He, <laughs> he's, he has no value. Okay. <laughs> Nolan? Uh, okay. I'm marrying uh, John Claude. Mm. He's a beautiful boy. Beautiful. And Bendy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know he's not as strong as Dolph, but he's pretty, pretty ripped. And I respect his athleticism and mm-hmm. his martial arts skills. Okay. I'm, I'm going to f hotel manager. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I liked his uh his mall there? His mitt his, his I don't mitt. I don't, uh, want, his mitt, I don't want I liked his it. wit and uh <laughs> I liked his mitt. Just, <laughs> I liked his mitt too, whatever that means. Uh his mom did suck, uh, but look, we're not in a relationship here, it's just a F, you know. His mom did suck. Uh, we're just we're just hitting up one of his rooms and turning the air on and Turn the sheets down. Sheets down and see what happens. Okay. All right. That's fair. And I'm killing Dolph. Uh, I mean, I, I'll try to kill Dolph. Uh, just because he's an evil dude here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I, he's also a victim. That's fine. No, yeah, but, but he was he did a lot of bad things. I that's understand all I'm the trauma of war, but he also decided to take that just the darkest route he could and just be super racist and and awful. He did so. some bad things. So. I'm going to attempt to take him down. You're going to die, but that's I will okay. die. Maybe, look, maybe I'm married to Jean-Claude by this point and he's <laughs> he going to do what you. he did in this movie, yeah. you know. That's yeah. where I'm at. That's good. Um, I'm going a totally, well, not totally different, but a different route from both of you where I'm going to I am going to kill uh Sarge Dolph. Nice. I'm going to try. Mm. Um, <laughs> because I at this point I do feel like he's kind of a Albeit hot as hell, mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of a shit in mm-hmm. that he is emotionally damaged and racist. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we would have a conversation, really. I, th- I, ju- I don't think there's anything there where I, could, I couldn't marry him. Sure. He's beautiful, but I don't know that he's interested in even sexual acts at all. I don't know. We, we haven't seen anything of him. Nothing. To, he, does, he, he likes taking ears off. Right. And he loves talking about hearing and... <laughs> Uh-huh. He's really into uh-huh. I don't know. He's into ear stuff, which is For not sure. not mm-hmm. uh, my kink. So yeah, no, yeah, I get you. Um, I'm going to definitely, definitely sleep with Luke. Yeah. No mm-hmm. explanation needed there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm marrying the hotel oh, owner. Man. Yeah. <laughs> the motel Why? owner. Yeah, I because call him hotel too. Motel honestly, man. I just feel like 
That's the most stable. These men that have been in the Universal Soldier soldier program are not necessarily well adjusted to life. Mm -hmm. And also there would be a a huge age age gap in my case. Huge. And I don't know that we can overcome that. Can I ask you this? Absolutely. Do you have faith in him that he'll be able to like rebuild and reestablish his motel since it got torn down? No. No. Okay. But the ins- I, but I'm thinking insurance is gonna, gonna really, especially in '92 okay. when this is is it '92 '93. I think that insurance is really gonna save us. Mm-hmm. So I think I will have a comfortable life. Okay. Yes, that's fair. Um, but I do realize that it's gonna be a lot of hanging out with his mother. That's true. So yeah, but you know, she seems cool. So yeah, maybe, she, maybe she's into hot goss and her- she loves Dick. Obviously, maybe so you can find her some. Strange, beautiful man. Yep. Can I make one note? Absolutely. We failed to mention Tom Lister Jr. in this film. Hmm. Uh, Debo from Friday. Yeah. Um, also character actor in mm-hmm. tons of stuff. Tons of stuff, yeah. He is one of the Universal Soldiers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he tragically meets a, a sad end in a freezer, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah good note um yeah that's all that's okay. all i have personally well i think solid answers everyone i don't know you know yeah we did what we could we did what we you want to talk us out of here yeah i'll get us out of here okay uh it's great to be back everybody and uh hope you enjoyed the episode uh in the meantime you can find us on itunes on spotify on soundcloud wherever you get your podcasts uh you can find us at cinema parlor you can also find us on twitter and instagram at cinema parlor uh if you would rate and review the show uh on itunes or spotify or wherever and and give us a five-star review if you would or if not just just say something and uh we'll even read it on air if you give us a review uh you can find me personally on Letterboxd at Chuck Madden Jr., all lowercase. That's Glover84 on Letterboxd. Plastic Werewolf on all social media. All right. Uh, We will see you guys sometime very soon, and uh, enjoy spring. It's a beautiful time of year. Unless you have allergies, allergies and then it's awful, which has been a challenge. We all deal with that. But I'm so glad that we're back. Yeah. And kicking off spring the right way goodbye goodbye